have faith in God is not a stagnant state. It's a journey. As a believer, we should grow in our knowledge of God and His Word. Walk with Alan Cutting and many other believers as together we walk the believer's journey. Welcome to the Believer's Journey and thank you for joining us today. Uh, I want to make a special thanks for a couple of my sponsors, um, Allison and Thompson Insurance and also uh, Tracio Displays. Thank you for your support and all that you do for us. And I also want to thank everybody who's written in, who shows us that they're praying for us. We really do need those prayers, and we really thank you for everybody's support. We are just so appreciative of everything that you do to help this this ministry to be uh, successful as we try to always uh, do what God has asked us and telling us to do. Anyway, today we're going to talk about resolving... Uh, conflict among believers. I have with me today a very special guest of mine and from Moldova. He, they were, he was on last week with his wife. Uh, this is Radu Kukosh. And uh, hello. Hello. Nice to be back. <laughs> yeah. So before we get started, I want to refresh in case I have new people to listen. Um, Radu is from Moldova. He's a missionary in Moldova and has been for 22, 22 years. years. Uh, tell us a little bit about your, your ministry in Moldova. Uh, well, my wife and I, we are uh, involved with the uh, Ministry of Campus Crusade in Moldova. So for 12 years, uh, we did student ministry, but we grew up, <laughs> uh, got a little older. So we find our way to work with families and sharing gospel and making disciples among families. But also, um, I would say, teaching them how they can build a godly marriage based on what Bible is telling about marriage. Okay. And you also work as a pastor? Yes, I, uh, I am co-pastor uh, in a church in Moldova. And also I am I'm discipling uh, four people who are leading a church outside the Kishinev. So you oversee another church on top of that? Yeah. And, um, and you work with families? Yeah, we still do uh, uh, some ministry with families, not that much because now I am in, uh, um, in leadership team in uh, Campus Crusade in Moldova, so I have other uh, responsibilities, but we still do uh, family ministry, um, yeah. Okay, so um, everyone watching this program, you can always go, uh, you can look at the banner on our, on our web, on our uh, show right now program you can see there is a um, website there the believers journey.net you can go there look at our guests and you can read about uh, Radu and his wife uh, Luda and their ministry at the bottom there's a link there that goes to a website you can go to their website read about them their testimony their ministry I think there's even a video on there that you can watch about what they do as well as um, what they've been doing with um, people, the Ukrainian people who've come over from Ukraine into Moldova. And there's been a lot of situations there where people are actually are still there, staying. There's people that have moved on to other countries. And there's some that actually have also moved back. 
So uh, big ministry in Moldova, little country, poor country, big hearts, a big lot hearts. of love. And uh, I am so impressed. I'm so amazed uh, with this nation and with the churches that have come together in Moldova. And uh, you, you probably need to know that Radu is, you know, my favorite missionary and one of my best friends of all time. So uh, we've grown together, and when he comes here, they stay at our home. We stay at their home when we go there, and, and it's just like, you know, we're with family. Thank you. So um, I, I want to also say before we go on with our topic today that um, it's interesting because, <clears throat> you know, as you grow in the Lord, you start realizing people and their gifts and what they come to offer in the body of Christ. And it, I was speaking with some friends of mine, a pastor and her husband this morning, about um, people that you call, people that I call. And, and I, I mentioned to her there are two people that I call in my life when I need help because I don't, I'm really not real wise in the decisions that I make. I'm really kind of, you know, hit and miss or... So I've learned to call people. One of them is Lon Ekdahl. He's been on our program a couple times. And the other person is Radu. He's got a gift of wisdom, and he is uh, exceptionally wise. And so I actually call him. Uh, sometimes I don't even have to call him. He just calls me and tells me, hey, you shouldn't be saying this. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but it's been really, really, really nice to have friends across the world and, and family yeah. and and there are other missionaries that are that are like family, and, and we've become very close to many people in Moldova. And we love the country, uh, my wife and I. We love the people, and we love your family and your well, children. Come again. <laughs> <laughs> We're hoping to come again this year, if possible. It's one of our, our yeah. goals. Okay, so we're going to talk today about resolving conflict. Um... This is your topic. First, before we read the scripture, talk a little bit about this. Uh, okay, so um, I'll start with a little story. Uh, so I, uh, Luda and I, Luda is my wife, so we just got married. And we have been at the uh, family conference uh, for our staff. And uh, so the uh, speaker at that time... Uh, he said, well, you know, conflict is not a problem. Uh, because all, all my life I, I thought that for Christians, conflicts is a problem. There should be co conflicts because we are Christians. But he said, no, no, no. Conflicts are not a problem. The problem is how we solve the conflicts. And so now being a leadership position, um, uh, discipling leaders and being a co-pastor in the church, so I see that many Christians are still struggle, uh, struggle with conflicts and they don't know how to solve them. And so uh, some people say, well, uh, when they are offended, they'll say, no, everything is okay. I have peace, nothing wrong, but their behavior shows that it's not everything good. Uh, and so people, let's say Christians, they keep some bitterness in their heart that makes the problem bigger 
maybe not immediately, but uh, in time, it, uh, they make the problem bigger. And so, therefore, I believe that we uh, still have uh, church splitting, you know, uh, people going from one church to another church, because I see that they just don't know how to solve conflicts. And I believe that we have a teaching in the Bible how we have to solve conflicts. And we have to solve. Being one body, we have to solve conflicts. Not to live with them, uh, not to live in bitterness, but to solve them. And I actually believe that, you know, we grow up with conflict and we learn how to deal with conflict as children growing up as adults, by the way, our parents uh, treat each other. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, sometimes, uh, you know, solving a problem, we learn that the person that screams or yells the loudest, you know, stops the argument and everything is good. And that's really not a, a good way to do it. And sometimes we just don't want to say anything. We're just quiet and we shut up and everything is peaceful. And it's still not a good way to to solve them. But the Bible gives us, actually a lot of the Bible areas give us good scripture to help us live in a way that resolves these conflicts. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Um, so why did you pick this topic? I want to know. Well, it's important for body of Christ. For what reason? For what reason? It's one body. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, well, we, uh, an arm can say, well, I don't like the body, I want to be separated. Uh, so that is kind of strange body, you know, if uh, every member will say, well, we don't like each other. And even Paul said about this. Uh, and so I think that it's important for each of us to grow up in the spirit, to solve conflicts, and to live for God's glory not for our uh, comfort or for our um, goodness, yeah, but for His glory. And when we live for His glory, it will be good for us too. Yeah, and, and I can tell you, at least here in the United States, I know that there are a lot of people um, that treat each other in a, in a very unloving way. And I know that Jesus said to the disciples, I give a new commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. And the world will know that you're my disciples by the way you love one another. And yeah. I know people who won't even go to church because they watch how the people in the church, you know, treat each other. Yeah. And it's real bad. And so just to satisfy that commandment, you know, aside from all the other things we talk about that deal directly with conflict and deal with conflict, just that commandment itself tells us that we need to do this so that we become one and that, that the world can see that we also are, are one. Yeah. So, so I have a scripture here, and it is uh, quite long. <laughs> it's okay. And uh, so I'm going to read it just because we're going to talk about this. And it's in Ephesians chapter 4, if you're following uh, verses 17 to 32. And this is what it says. Paul is talking. And he says, So I will tell you this and insist on it in the Lord that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. 
They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity, and they are full of greed. Verse 20 says, that however, is, that, however, is not the way of life you learned when you heard about Christ and were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds, and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Verse 25, Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor, for we are all members of one body. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. And do not give the devil a foothold. Anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work doing something useful with their own hands, that they may have something to share with those in need. And in verse 29, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness rage, anger, brawling, and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ forgave you. Okay, there is a mouthful. Talk to me about the scripture. Okay, so I would say that it's impossible to not have conflicts among Christians. Uh, first, because when we were born, we were born in sin. And we see here in this uh, um, passage, Paul telling about this, that you used to be uh, Gentiles by heart. You used to live in a different understanding of life uh, but now you have to live differently because you were saved and now you have Holy Spirit mm -hmm. so uh, what I believe is that yes we were born again if we believed in Jesus Christ we were born again but uh, as Paul says we still have our flesh or our uh, Another word for, for, for flesh. Simple nature. Simple nature. Yeah, we still has it. Uh, and so, therefore, it's impossible to, to not have conflicts uh, because we learn something from past. Uh, okay, 
uh, I believe that uh, each of us were born with uh, needs, needs to be accepted, needs to be uh, a need to be loved, uh, to be there are two more, I, I usually say. Uh, so we have basic needs uh, as human beings, but when God created us, it was supposed that our needs will be fulfilled only in Him. So when uh, a man sinned, so the sin came in our world, uh, or world uh, and so we learned we still had those needs, but without God, we uh, we started to learn other ways uh, for our needs to be fulfilled. And uh, those ways are usually far away from from God. So, like, like for me and my childhood, when I wasn't a believer, uh, when somebody would tell me something that I didn't like, well. I would I would cry, yeah, or I would scream, uh, or I would lie, making people to love me or making people to accept me, uh, and there was the problem. As much uh, uh, as more uh, as I was doing that, uh, as more people didn't like me. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I learned some tricky ways. Uh, okay, with my father, uh, yeah. When he uh, saw that I uh, do some stupid things, and so he wanted to punish me, and so I was telling true, but he didn't believe me. So I was telling lie, and he would believe me and say, "Okay, lies easier to say," and he will accept me because he 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 believes me, and I learned to lie more often. Uh, and so in this way, our flesh or our uh, sinful nature is working. So we have basic needs that is supposed to, uh, are supposed to uh, be fulfilled in God. Without God, we learn uh, other ways to be loved, to be accepted, to have a good reputation and so, so far. So now, uh, with this sinf- uh, sinful uh uh, nature, we believed, we became uh, children of God, but we still go there as little ch- children. We go to their wrong behavior to God, uh, acceptance or love or for our needs to be fulfilled. Uh, and so it's okay for us being children doing that. It's not okay for us being mature doing that and so what i see paul is saying here is like you you have to grow don't stay there don't live as you used to live grow up and behave differently so basically what you're telling us is that as you came out of one life Mm -hmm. you're now put on a new life yeah and you put aside the old things and you bring on new things. Right. So salvation, basically, we're saying here, is a walk of life to make it a journey of life. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's really good. I know there's a couple things that I look at 
when I look, uh, when I consider people's needs. Um, for example, I see people need security. Yeah, yeah. Um, in a marriage, I know that a man over a woman, women really need security even more than men do. They want security financially. They want security of, uh, of love. They want those things. Where, where other, another thing is um, significance. Right. And yeah, that was one that I couldn't remind. <laughs> Especially men. Men <laughs> yeah. have to feel they have yes. are significant. You yeah. Know? And I am important. You know, and and so that's a, a big. That's probably why they say men have big egos because we we crave significance. We crave to be important. Yeah. And uh, we still have these needs. Yeah. And it's okay to have these needs. Only the way to fulfill or to meet these needs is it, it can be wrong. Yeah. Well, I know that you know when when um, dealing with people with low self esteem, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it's probably even a little harder because they're in a shell, and their way of acceptance is in the world. I, I don't like that term. It's within others. Am I accepted by this person or that person? For example, my wife is going to hate me for saying this, but, you know, she, she, um, she wants to please everybody. She wants everybody to like her. Of course, I tell her that's impossible. Not even Jesus was able to get everybody to like him. Mm-hmm. But that's her, her, it's so important that everybody likes her, that she pleases everyone. Well, her self-esteem is built on the fact of people. And what I what I learned from the scriptures is that's misguided. It's, it's, it's in the wrong area. Our self esteem needs to be put on how God sees us. Correct. Yeah. So and we we have to grow in this exactly. because it's not like immediately we understand how God uh, sees us. Uh, we have to grow, and we grow working on faith. Uh, maybe sometimes uh, doing something wrong, but coming uh, coming again to Jesus, repenting and seeing how He's forgiving us. So we we are growing in this, and as much we grow, as less we uh, treat people in our community uh, bad, you know, because we don't need already to uh, have our needs fulfilled or meet from them because okay now i'm forgiven my needs are meet in christ and i can act differently to you even you did something bad to me yeah so so you made a comment here it it needs a change but it, it doesn't happen immediately yes so what is the what is what do you how do you see the course we need to take to make those changes so that our self esteem our self worth our idea of significance and all these things love is put in the right direction yeah so what i said before is i would say that it's just a little introduction what what is going on so we still have two nature yeah uh one a uh, new nature that has to grow in Christ, and uh, first one, yeah, uh, is a sinful nature that has to de- decrease. Yes. Uh, yeah, uh, and the, it happens learning from 
Jesus, how we have to behave or how we have to treat uh, our brothers and sisters. And every conflict has a beginning. <laughs> and we have to understand uh, what caused the conflict. So um, I learned, I learned, yeah, and so there are triggers that make us feeling bad. Uh, and triggers can be whatever that is not comfortable for us. A word, uh, I don't know, body language, uh, a, a behavior from somebody, uh, or even didn't look at us, whatever can be a trigger for us. Uh, and so the conflict starts. Uh, and not all the time people think as they behave, but because we have a sinful background, and we learn other ways for our needs to be met, uh, we think, usually we think, that that person did something wrong to me, and it's like trigger. So the conflict starts. And if you go uh, deep in that, uh, that moment, so uh, it's, you know, it's not all the time you understand the person why he did that. It, it happens in marriage, it happens in the church, it happens, it's, I would say that it happens all the time when the relationship goes deeper. If the relationship doesn't go deeper, usually there are not conflict, no, no conflicts. Uh, so in some way, it's a good sign, conflicts, yeah? So it means that we go in our relationship deeper, but we have to learn to understand that, okay, now something uh, triggered me, uh, I feel bad, or I feel nervous, or uh, I feel, I feel. So when uh, a trigger works, I feel something, and usually not really good emotions. Mm-hmm. And in, uh, I heard in, uh, in uh, Christianity that some people say, well, having bad feelings is sin. Well, I don't think that is sin. God created us emotional, uh, uh, and so we have bad feelings, but they are telling about something. So, as you said about self-esteem, so sometimes it's telling that uh, I have low um, self-esteem, or um, I have some words here, I even want to read them so that people will understand more. So, I feel sadness, yeah, or I feel anger. Usually we feel anger. <laughs> uh, I feel com- uh, confused, worried, uh, or a frustration, or shame. Yeah, we did something wrong, and I I feel really ashamed. Um, I feel fearful. I'm fearing for you know different things, uh, horror or embarrassment. So I feel something, but our feelings tell something about us usually tells about our identity. And I'd say that here is the moment with our identity. Reading the Bible, we see a lot of our, about our new identity. So our old identity all all the time will suffer because uh, basic needs are not met in, in, in Christ. It's just what we learn to make people to love us, to accept us. Uh, but now our identity is in Christ. And when I feel, it's like, okay, what is going on here? 
Uh, and so having a conflict with somebody, I think that we have to ask us, okay, I have bad feelings. It will be really, really good to uh, can express what I feel now. And in my marriage, I had to learn as a man, usually for a man, uh, we have to learn to express our feelings, to say, okay, now I feel anger, uh, anger, uh, or I feel bad, or I feel sad, or I am embarrassed. Uh, and I know telling about our bad feelings is not, it's not easy. Uh, so it will be good to learn to understand what is going on in us and why. Uh, so when I feel a bad feeling, yeah, when I have a, f a bad feeling, so usually I want something for, for me. I want to be respected. I want to be accepted. Uh, I want to have success. I, have, I want to have power, yeah. I have to. I want to have um, um, understanding, uh, and so there. We have to ask ourselves what I want now, like uh, being. Uh, I'll tell a story. It happened to me. Uh, uh, if I told this story like ten years ago, I'll be embarrassed. Now I'm not embarrassed because I went through that. So I had a conflict with my pastor. I was youth pastor, he was my pastor, and somehow we didn't understand each other about ministry, how to do the ministry with youth. So he said something, not because he really wanted to hurt me, uh, but I understood that he, or how I accepted his words, that he's not respecting me for what I'm doing. And so in this conflict, word, uh, word by word, uh, one day he said, well, you know, I am the head of the church. Uh, and I don't think that he really meant that he is the head of the church, uh, and not, not Jesus is the head of the church. But for me, it was like, okay, now I, uh, I caught him. I, I can say something. And I said, well, you know, I, I read the Bible and I know that Jesus is the head of the church. So that brought our conflict deeper mm -hmm. I, and even i had i had to leave that church because we we couldn't we couldn't understand each other so this is what i mean that i i wanted something i wanted respect you know because i was youth pastor i was doing i think good things uh he he so differently and we for me being Young believer, I didn't go to solve the conflict. I just left. So this is what we are usually do. <laughs> uh, because, well, when we want something, uh, we usually are, we have fear to tell this, to tell the truth that, well, you know, uh, I, need, I need your appreciation. And instead to say what we need, we just say words. And reading this passage, uh, there is even uh, telling about this, yeah? Um, where is, uh, yeah, therefore each of you must put off 
uh, falsehood and speak true, uh, truthfully to your neighbor. Uh, and don't say um, bad words to each other. And bad words doesn't mean that it's something like swearing, swearing, yeah. But you just say what you don't really mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, having fear, fear to be rejected, judged, disconnected, loneliness. Um, so I still have these words here. Uh, neglected, uh, so I react. And our reaction usually is like, I don't know, screaming to each other or raising voice to each other. Or lying to each other. Or lying to each other, yes, yes. Uh, So uh, complaining to each other, yeah, or gossiping. Uh, So we we have a a reaction. Well, usually, usually our our reaction, uh, the other part of conflict doesn't like. So and they go, uh, they uh, they go through the same, the same circle, you know. So it, it uh, it's a trigger uh, trigger for them. So they feel, uh, and they want something. So they uh, they fear for something, uh, and so they react. Well, uh, immature Christians, so they'll go through this bad circle again and again and again and again. And so it's not a way to solve the conflict. Do you think that a lot of people who are immature, or let's, let's put it differently, a lot of people who are in fear mm-hmm. and have this fear of whatever the, the item might be, you know, um, do you think that in their fear, the way that they see your, fear, uh, solve their conflict is by... Um, self-preservation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to protect myself from yeah. uh, emotional feelings or physical abuse or whatever it might be, or feeling good about myself. I'm going to protect that. Yes, yeah. Okay. Or my reputation to be bad, you know. Uh, so, yeah, we try to protect us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what Paul uh, really says is like um, reading between... Uh, words so we can say that okay this was your old behavior or old style to solve conflicts now you don't need to do that and uh, if we go in the beginning of uh, Ephesians uh, so Paul says that well uh, what Christ did uh, uh, and his sacrifice, and so God, uh, Godfather put his name above all names. So therefore, and later we see uh, we see that uh, Paul is talking about different kind of relationships with your neighbor, with your spouse, with your um, uh, children. children, with your employees. Uh, so all these kind of uh, of uh, relationships. So and we come to chapter four, yeah, and we we have this. Well, do not go back to old style solving conflicts. Go to a new style solving conflicts. So you have to grow in this. I, I think what's really key, what what stood out to me when I read these verses, is in, when you get to verse twenty three. Um, we're to be we're to be made new in the attitude of our minds, 
and put on our new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. I think that many, many, many people who are in the church or who claim to be believers, who who are believers, they, it's like this sentence here is almost like whited out. They don't really mm-hmm. see that for application into their life, for growth in putting on their new self, or growth in learning how to uh, be part of the body to make it one, whether it's solving conflict or just growing mm-hmm. in any other way. Well, I think that there uh, in the churches can be some conflicts that are really, really hard to solve. Uh, first, maybe because they went too deep mm-hmm. in, in the conflict. What uh, do you mean by too deep? Too deep, I mean that where we uh, hurt each other so badly that, well, we need really good counseling and long time to uh, to get out from, from bitterness from, uh, from, from that. So th- this is what I mean that uh, too long. Uh, and so I usually tell people uh, in Moldova, so if you want to go to another church uh, because there is a conflict with you in the church uh, uh, you are in now, uh, so you have to solve the conflict first, and after that you can go to another church. Uh, because sometimes uh, our relationships will not be the same good as used uh, to be before because of the conflict. But it doesn't mean that we uh, still live in bitterness and not loving each other. And, um, you know, uh, so we we can solve the conflict, uh, still have a memory of bad things that happened, but not hating each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so... There's a there's a saying in uh, in English that uh, people use that the grass is always greener on the other side of the mountain. Yeah, you have this too. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And I think people will do use that where they'll leave their situation because they think it's better somewhere else. And what they don't realize is they're taking the baggage of problems along right. with them. Yes. Yes. Ah. Uh, well, you know, I, I, I said before that all the time when a relationship goes deeper, we will have conflicts. It's, there is no way to escape uh, unless our, our body will be renewed totally, but it will happen when Jesus will come. <laughs> Uh, but till, till that time, until that time, so we have to grow in understanding what Jesus did for us, what our salvation means really for us, and how it looks in, in God's eyes, not how we understand it. Uh, and, um, you know, I would tell another story with my friend. So we used to share the same uh, apartment for, for a year, uh, later, I joined Campus Crusade, so, uh, and he, he, was, uh, he became my director. Uh, and uh, that brought our relationship in a, on a different level, you know. So for me, when he was telling me, well, you don't do this or that right, or you have to change this, well, I, I, I felt really bad. I, I felt that I not under, understood 
Uh, and so our conflicts start between us. And for me, it was really not understandable because I say, well, you are my friend. So you are not my boss. You're not my uh, director. You are my friend. So I came with you here as friends. And so because I, I was immature, I did stupid things. Well, uh, he did also bad things uh, to me. Uh, but uh, I didn't un- I didn't know where this bitterness come from and why being friends before now we are so separated. Uh, so I learned about myself, about my life without Christ, what happened at that time, uh, how my father treated, uh, treated me. So for many things I was beaten. And, and so I grew up without understanding what love is really. Uh, for, uh, from my father to me. So I brought this, as you say, this baggage in our relationship with my friend. And uh, when he would say, well, you are immature, I was listening to my father when he, he uh, used to say, you are immature. <laughs> uh, but later, uh, I, I found out what happened in myself, and um, I, I learned this... Uh, flesh way to solve conflicts and it didn't work and I understood oh I'm forgiven now uh, and Jesus forgave much much more and I have to treat my friend differently so I went to apologize to him for my behavior and uh, I would say that uh, uh, solving conflicts how it should be among Christians is first we have to take personal res- uh, responsibility for what I am doing, uh, not for what the person is doing against me or uh, to me, but what, how I am doing. If I am lying, I have to 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 say I'm lying, or I I I, I have fears, or I um, uh, I did I, I say I said some uh, not good words to him. Yeah, so I have to take responsibility for what I am doing. That will be, I would say, a first step in solving correct conflicts among Christians. Uh, so uh, next next step will be uh, I choose to reflect God, God's image. And so now it's we have we have in the Bible like being, and even here being like God. Yeah, being like God. Okay what God did for us. We were those problems, yeah, we, I was that problem, and God for, for, forgave me. So now in this relationship, I still have to reflect God. Uh, and uh, Paul sa- says that, well, um, who are lying, don't lie any, anymore, and who... Um, mm, um, speak uh spoke uh how to say um using bad words so now you don't have to use, to use bad words so treat your brother or your sister in Christ as well they are saved too by the same by the same Jesus so when you say bad words are you meaning like words that are insulting yes okay yes okay yeah uh, and even well, uh, even some I, I heard some Christians using uh, swearing. Swearing. Yeah, swearing, uh, which is not not 
you know, it's not godly. And we have to reflect God in our uh, God's image uh, and to remind, uh, remind myself that I, uh, I um, have a value because what Jesus did for me, not because what I did or uh, for my uh, some rewards, you know, but why or what he did for me. So um, I have to talk uh, to God about my fears. Uh, and it's, it is possible to talk to the person. Well, I, I fear that, I don't know, like with my, my wife before we got married. So she didn't really like me. <laughs> uh, but we were good friends. And so one, one day, one day uh, helping the friend that I had conflicts. Yeah, so... Uh, I uh, I was talking to her, so she get angry on me and say she say, well, no, so our uh, friendship is is over, no more. So I was afraid. I was afraid. I said, well, wait a minute. So we built this uh, friendship for so long, and now just because I said some uh, bad words is just over. So let's go for that. But later we became husband and wife. So we. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, reflecting God's image in us. So I go to tell, talk about my fears because I know that I am forgiven in Christ. And now I, I have not to fear, uh, of friends or people in the church because I am forgiven in Christ. And even they still maybe think, uh, incorrectly about me. Yeah, but I know that my image is in Christ, not in what is going on here. And uh, thinking like that, so it will help us to solve our conflicts. I think that, again, goes back to that same scripture I read in verse 24, Mm -hmm. where it says we're created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Yes. I think that that fits again in this area as well. And I think that many times we don't, we don't, look at this as something to be valued in our growth and mm-hmm. journey. Um, but if, if we're created for this purpose, to be like God, to be in true righteousness, to be in holiness, or like in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, it says that we were created for good works. You know, we were created to be that which um, God is proud of us because of this. I mean, I don't think a lot of us think about that. You know, I always want, I always say, God, I want you to be proud of me. And he is proud of us uh, because of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is what the Ephesians starts. Well, he, God is doing this for us because of his son, Jesus Christ, who fulfilled everything. And he gave himself and now his name is above all names. And therefore, we don't have to fear each other. And to talk openly, uh, uh, open, openly about uh, what I feel, my fears, and that uh, I want to build our relationship. Uh, and if, if if it doesn't work, so we may need some some more mature Christians to help us to grow. Uh, and that happened to me. So having other mature Christians in my life, so they helped me to go through. Uh, through 
that time when I uh, I had conflicts with uh, this friend, and even when I had conflicts with my wife, so somebody else, and this is what is supposed for uh, supposed for body to work. Uh, so we are helping each other to to grow. And it's funny because you started off saying that you know it's impossible not to have conflict, I, and I'm going to go even further to say that we need to have conflict in order for us to grow because each one of us is selfish in our own way. Mm -hmm. So when we put one or two or three or multiple people in our lives, all of us being somewhat selfish in our own way, that's going to come out and we're going to have conflict. And what's important about the conflict is that it's supposed to help us grow to become more like Jesus in the way we handle them. Yeah, I, I would say in a different way, if we still have conflicts, it, mil- it means that we still have open doors to grow up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, and it's funny because, you know, you and I, we've had a different kind of conflict. You know, I've, I've known where you've called me on, on the video and you'll say, uh, I have a problem with you. <laughs> or I might say to you, I have a bone to pick with you. <laughs> My little, and we'll tell each other, well, this is what you said. And then we'll explain it. And usually it's just because it was not understood right. Yeah. So this will be another step in solving correct uh, conflict. It's not always uh, one side. Yeah. Where only you have the truth. Uh, you have to listen to another person, uh, mm-hmm. to the person you have conflict with. Yeah, so we have to listen to them too, not to interrupt all the time. No, 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 it's not like the, that. You did that, and so telling just about your part of the truth, uh, but listen, uh, listening them because they have feelings too, uh, because they had, uh, they have fears too. Because they maybe didn't understand you, so you have to take time to listen. I would say to be silent and to listen. And if you want to learn more, ask questions. Uh, why, why did you do that? Why did you say that? Uh, just to, not to, to have, uh, to have you know, uh, some, some moments to use against, but it's to learn what uh, what he's going through. Yeah, because I, I, I think what I believe is that when people are in conflict and you have one person trying to explain, another person interrupting, no, yeah. no, 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 or trying yeah. to tell them, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, so this person over here isn't really trying to resolve a conflict. They're trying to win a fight. Right, yeah. And the difference between the two is, okay, you might win a fight, you know, you'll lose a battle, basically, yeah. in the long run. But in solving a conflict, it's not about winning, it's about maturing. Well, I would say that it's about winning, but I'll tell about this later. Uh, <laughs> it's not one side winning, yes. Right. right. Yes, it's not one side winning. We have to win, but it's not one side. I have to win against you, and so that I can prove that uh, you are bad and I am good. Right. Yeah. And what is interesting in almost all conflicts, we come to the point where it's like, 
maybe we we still don't understand each other or maybe we still don't agree with each other but we have to forgive uh and what is interesting about forgiveness is that uh it's not for a person to say well forgive me for what i did but it's to forgive because jesus forgave us right which and goes I, down oh, i'm sorry go yeah ahead. go ahead which goes back down to the very last verse where it says forgiving each other just as christ forgave you and what i think what happens is we all say oh yeah i forgive them but really it's not about the same kind of forgiveness as mm-hmm. Jesus forgave us. We were sinners. Some of us were pretty bad. I mean, mm-hmm. hello. <laughs> you know, and in the way that Jesus forgave me is he took all of my sin, everything I did against him, and he just put it aside and said, okay, you're following me. Your sin is, for, your sin is no, I, you know, I don't hold anything against you at all. And that's where forgiveness is, is that we don't hold anybody accountable mm-hmm. for anything anymore. Sometimes forgiveness is, when some people's mind, is like, okay, it's all all right, but they still hold that grudge. Yeah. You know, and then it becomes bitterness, and then that hurts as we go on. Yeah, and there, there's another problem of forgiveness that many people believe that uh, I forgave when I have good feelings. Mm-hmm. Well, you may still have bad feelings because what happened, and it, it, it depends. If there is just a minor conflict, you have minor, you know, bad feelings. But if there there is something really uh, bad, yeah, so you may have really bad uh, feelings. Uh, forgiving, forgiving is not that I feel good. Forgiving is that uh, I don't ignore what happened. Uh, and so like with my friends, so I didn't, I still don't ignore what happened. Uh, but, uh, I, 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 I refuse to take revenge. Yeah. And I refuse to make my friend, let's say lower than me or less important than me. Uh, and so, uh, to forgive is, uh, uh, it's like, yeah, refusing to to take a revenge or refusing to punish a, that person for what he did or she did. Right. Yeah, and so it's true. Also, uh, well, being family ministry, I I probably have to say this too. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's true about uh, husband and wife. And wife. So we we have to come to the moment of when okay, we still don't understand each other. Uh, we talk enough about our feelings, what I want, and uh, and so this is the moment when I have we have just to say, okay, I forgive you. I I don't want to punish you. I don't want to uh, remind you all the time what you did. Uh, and uh, um, so I would say that this is the moment when it changed our relationship in in more to be more uh, deeply. Uh, and when we forgive each other, we get more security. So that next time uh, in another conflict, I know that this person will forgive me and I'll be more open to talk. And I would say that this is uh, becoming more mature. 
And, and it makes your relationship more valuable. Right. And it gives you more significance, which is part of that. What yeah. You look at. It's interesting because in the times that I've uh, spent time with you or you in your home, you know, I, I remember there's been a couple times or a few times where you'll come in the room and you look bothered. And I says, what's wrong? Luda's mad at me. <laughs> I say, okay. And he's, well, she's right. <laughs> you know, which actually a lot of men won't do that. They won't admit that they were wrong, that their wife is right. Yeah, and, uh, well, I'd say that forgiveness is also, uh, um, okay, I said that we have to take responsibility for what we did. Right. Uh, and uh, to ask forgiveness, too. Uh, uh, recognizing, the, oh, yeah, I, I said that. Uh, I, 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 I understand that it offended you. Even I'm still right, but it offended you, and we are losing our relationship. So... Now, going back to uh, the meaning of winning. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I believe that uh, when I win and you don't, so both of us lose. lose. Yeah. yeah. So the, the, the winning should be like uh, we went through this conflict, we for, forgave uh, each other, and we uh, uh, reflect Jesus in our uh, relationship. So... We are winning our relationship in the body for his glory. And, and there's a lot of scriptures um, that I want to bring out. Uh, for example, in James 5, uh, 16, he says here, confess and pray for one another. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we don't do that. Instead, we just want to yeah. go at it, you know, and... and Still want to win. Alone. Want to win, exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You know, um, and in Matthew chapter 18, Jesus actually gives the guidelines for conflict. Approach them. Like you said in the beginning, you know, I remember when I approached my mother, I was 30 years old, and I felt like, you know what, she she's never been a mom to me, you know, in my as a teenager and up, and I really felt bad. But all of a sudden, God convicted me. Well, what kind of son have you been? Mm-hmm. So I called my mom and says, Mom, you know, I didn't tell her you've not been a good mother. I said, Mom, I need you to forgive me. And she's like, well, what do you mean? For what? I've not been a son to you. So I had to take that responsibility. Even though I felt she was not a good mother, that was not my responsibility. My responsibility was, what was I doing? I was not being a good Correct. son. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And I think when we start to do that, then our lives... Uh, in Jesus begins to grow and our journey as a believer uh, begins to affect the world in a more positive way, especially that points to Jesus. Yeah, and with this I think that I I want to finish my idea of solving conflicts is that we have to live in love. So living in love is not just forgiving each other and being separated, but I'm still looking for the best for my uh, brothers and sisters. Yeah. And looking for the best, so it means that I make steps uh, in our relationship, not just being separated, but I do steps and I show that I love the person because... We receive this love from God. Yeah. You know, in Colossians 4, 6, it says this. This kind of follows in what you're talking about now. It says, let your speech 
be gracious mm -hmm. so that you may know how you should answer each person. So it, it's being kind to one another. It's being loving to one another. It's a, taking into account that, okay, so they may be wrong, but you know what? You could be wrong too. Yeah. It's being humble enough to listen, as you said, to get their side of the story. And that's really important because if we don't do that, how can we grow? I mean, yeah. Really. And finally, there's a last scripture. I'm not sure of our time here, but our last scripture is in Colossians 3.13. It says, Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a complaint against another, forgive as the Lord forgives. So, and on that note, we probably need to, to close here. Uh, but yeah, that's good. This is a good topic, and it lasted an entire hour. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was good. Well, I hope I hope this uh, spoke to everybody, and um, uh, this is it. And everybody have a wonderful day. Thank you for joining us on the Believer's Journey. Please subscribe to our channel and uh, make comments. And aloha. Alan Cutting and the Believer's Journey radio program seeks to teach the Word of God in a clear and practical manner. For more information, please visit the podcast page at am630theword.com.